episode 983 and it's the relevant podcast here in orlando i'm your host cameron string and joining me from loverland virginia it's jesse carey hello hello from austin texas author podcaster speaker jamie ivy hey guys man feels so good to say that and from nashville tennessee artist producer and mogul Derek minor what up hey so before we get started i forgot to do this on the last show so i want to do it I need to give a shout out to Sarah Koenig. She DM'd me while I was in Boston and told me of two phenomenal coffee shops. Ooh. So I just was like, I have to make sure that she know that the world knows that if you in Boston, you need to holler at Sarah Koenig because she going to get you right. She told me about the spot called Clover and the spot called The Thinking Cup. And look, I, Boston, I didn't know y'all was doing it like this. I ain't gonna even lie. I mean, I should have known because Boston is a pretty fire city. You know what I mean? But I think just my distaste for the Celtics made me just, you know, kind of discredit the whole thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, shout out to Sarah. Though. I just had to make sure she gets some love. She been, she said she's been listening to the podcast forever. So I want to make sure she got oh, a little nice. love. Look you there, know? Sarah. Love it. I, I do the same thing t- sometimes, Derek. Like I saw No Big Deal uh, six months ago. He was like, in, he was like, I'm in Orlando. What's there to do? And I hit him up and gave him a like, go here, go here, go here. Yep. And he was like, he did my full itinerary. He's like, man, that was amazing. It, it, all the local spots. You need to like, yeah. you need to ask a local, and then you have a totally different experience. I, I'm glad Sarah hooked you up. That's great. Yeah, she hooked me up. She hooked me up. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to worship artist Amanda Cook. She has a brand new album out. We're excited about it. We can't wait for you to hear that segment. We also have a game that Tyler prepared for us at the end of the show. All I know about it is it's called Yay. Who Asked for This? Oh. Who Asked for This? That's coming up, but stay tuned right now. Up next, it's Slices. Sending our feet because when we were kids, we were running around with nothing else to do. You're listening to Young Friend. The song is When We Were Kids, which is When I Was Your Young Friend, which is the name of the band. See what they did there? Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? All right, I wanted to bring an interesting survey that recently got uh, uh, distributed by Gallup. Um, and it's about people's perception of the Bible and how it's changed in recent years. 
and I'm going to read it, but then I also had an observation that I wanted to throw by you guys because I feel like this kind of touches on something that we've talked about in a recent episode about sort of perceptions about, um, you know, Christianity sort of from outside the bubble of people who kind of grew up in it. So this is this is the lead from the study from Gallup, which they just published. A record low 20% of Americans now say the Bible is the literal word of God. That's down 24% from the same, uh, down from 24% the last time the question was asked in 2017 and half of what it was at high points in 1980 and 1984. Meanwhile, a new high of 29% say the Bible is a collection of, quote, fables, legends, history, and moral precepts recorded by man. This marks, and it closes by saying, this marks uh, the first time significantly more Americans have viewed the Bible as not divinely inspired than the literal uh, word of God. So essentially, it's been a pretty dramatic Mm -hmm. drop in people who say, the Bible is the literal word of God versus uh, people who say it's fables, history, moral precepts. So I dug into this a little and looked at the actual questions asked. Um, people were asked Jesse, to... Jesse, can I ask you a question real quick? I'm yeah. sorry. Was this just regular old Americans or is this Christian? People who this identify is, this as is, Christians? This is, this is general population got it, got of it. Americans. Okay. Yeah. And you said in the 80s it was double that? Like it was in the 40s or something? And now it's 22%? Yeah, yeah, it's, wow. it's half of what it was. But I looked at the questions that were being asked, and I have a theory, and I want to run it by you guys because that is significant—a a drop in half about you know the with the nature of scripture. Um, but here's what they were asked: Which of the following statements comes closely comes closest to describing your views about the Bible? And here's the three questions: It's actually word of God to be taken literally, inspired by God, not all to be taken literally, or it's fables, history, moral precepts recorded by man. When I see those, I'm kind of, in my mind, I'm mm. like, I kind of think all three of those are true. Mm. Like, I do think the Bible is literally inspired by God, but it's not all to be taken, liter- taken literally, which doesn't, you know, like, I do think there are parables and things in the Bible that- Which would have right. been you know, A and B. Yeah, which would have been yeah. A and B. But I also think it is comprised of- fables history moral precepts recorded by man i don't Mm. think that i think that's how a lot of you know there's a lot of stories in the bible that we clearly know are histories that are moral precepts by godly people and you know kind of different uh you know kind of cultural stories that kind of got passed along in the in the form of of not necessarily fables but parables parables Mm. and fables are kind of the same thing so i almost think that this doesn't really necessarily indicate like a lack of religious you know of how religious religious people are or how they revere the word of God. Maybe it does, but I think it also could just show that our understanding of the Bible has evolved, whether you can point to like, Mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, books, you know, thinkers like N.T. Wright, who've, who've, who've talked a lot, a lot about this, Rob Bell's, you know, what is the Bible, sort of the deconstruction and reconstruction movement. I think all three of those statements can be the true at the same time. And I think our understanding of that may have evolved just as much as our understanding of what the Bible actually is evolving. Hmm. Do, do yeah. you guys see those as questions that are in conflict with each other? I, I see what you're saying, because I, I too, would say, like, you, it, it just depends on you would have to find the most truth in A, B, or C, which feels yeah. like a like a test gone wrong. Like it was going to yeah. be skewed a little bit is what it feels like. <laughs> right. Yeah, it kind of feels like an all of the above situation. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it is interesting, you know, how different Americans feel over the last 20 years about the yeah. Bible. I mean, you know, yeah. this is exactly why, you know, some extreme right-wing people would claim like, 
we've lost our God godliness in our country. You right. know, they'll point to this study. Yeah, but, but at yeah. the same time, I would. I could out of schools and now look at what. Happened. Yeah, but you could also <laughs> point to the study and say, hey, it's actually in some ways we got more moral because the Bible. You know, people would use the literalism of the Bible to justify a lot of injustices that we now mm-hmm. recognize are you know our social injustices so i think it kind of cuts both ways too yeah yeah interesting all right what do you have jamie i mean this has been a month plus (laughs) in the making we everybody is on waiting waiting no breath we're on pins and needles go oh my gosh then i'm gonna greatly let you down is all i have to say about that because (laughs) i will say that i did read I read the post. That, that's just my news choice. I did read the post every day and just feel like I don't even know what's happening with the world. So the I'm Christian Post? Washington Post. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> At least it won the New York Post. I was like, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so the, the biggest news that I have to tell you guys is <laughs> nothing to do with Supreme Court or what's happening around the country is that Subway released 12 new menu items this summer and they gave away a million sandwiches this week. You missed it if you're listening now. I'm sorry. I apologize. But if you if you were able to get a hold of one of those free sandwiches, Jesse, I'm sure you got one. How, how oh, was it? It was it was. I, <laughs> let me say because of that meatball sub. I didn't need yeah. to go to Italy. I had I had a, has, I had my own vacation <laughs> in Italy he, in the form of a meatball sub. He literally hasn't been to the bathroom in nine days. It's since so having gross. That meatball sub. It's so gross. But they Subway is still like booming and still coming out with new stuff. They have a whole new menu this summer, and they gave away great. a million sandwiches. Which you know what we need right now in our country is we need free sandwiches. So when everything's like blowing up, Subway is coming in to say, Americans, I got you. Here's a free yep. sandwich. That's one is the last time y'all voluntarily ate at a subway and not because you're stuck at like a rest stop on a road trip. And that was the only restaurant in the gas station. Literally, I would would probably say 15 years. No lie. I'm not kidding. There's literally one. It is the closest restaurant to my house. There's one on the corner of my neighborhood. Been there twice. You know, like, and it was because uh, a member of my family wanted to eat there, not because I did. Look, how many times a month this month have I been to Subway? <laughs> now you're asking a question. Okay, I got a sub card. Okay, they still do those guys. The Subway oh, sub of the month. Get yeah. it punched, D- Derek. Help me out here, man. Y- 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 subway ain't that bad, right? He's not helping you out. Subway dog. He's not helping you out. You are y'all on this one, dog. Guys, <laughs> yes, bro. I'm a when foodie, I was in bro. high you, school, you would be I used lucky to if eat. I eat a sandwich without some sort of aioli or something. There though, you bro. go. I'm be honest. <laughs> Look, I used to eat football, meatball subs when I was in high same. school. Like that's that's what how high school girls' bodies works. Is I could eat a foot long meatball. If I eat a foot long meatball sandwich right now, I'd be in bed for four days. Like that's just you know, forty four year old women cannot I've be doing that. I've never had a meatball sandwich in my. It's never looked good to me. Oh, even when I was just eating McDonald's and stuff every day, just the idea of a meatball sub just did not sound right to me. When Many I, Americans disagree at- with you. When I worked at Kmart back in the day and there's a subway next door, okay? (laughs) And I would walk over there on my lunch break. They would do sub of the month and it was very cheap. When it was meatball month, oh, forget about it. It was every day. It was every day. When Mm. sub of the month and meatball month, it's like a solar eclipse that rarely happens. But when it does... You prepare yourself for it. You you change your plans, and that's what happened when those two things aligned. What, what and I don't understand still holds at, up. at my age now is like that. 
that sandwich, you hold it in your hands and it weighs half a pound. But mm-hmm. if I ate that sandwich, I would gain six pounds. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand how Subway works. It expands. It just it's blows up gas. inside of you. <laughs> it's yeah, called gas. <laughs> okay, there you go. It's pretty impressive. All right, what was the slice? Oh, no, they, they gave away yeah, a million sandwiches. Yeah, they gave sandwiches. away and they have 12 new menu <laughs> items. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. Free advertising. So, so, um, there you go. They gave away a million sandwiches, so they gave away how many feet of sandwiches? That's like oh, an SAT yeah. question. That is an SAT yeah. question. All right. Yeah. Well, if the, all the subs are 11 inches long, y'all heard about that lawsuit, right? Somebody sued Wait. Subway. Yes. Somebody yes. sued Subway yes. because they got an 11 inch long sub and oh paid for gosh. a 12 inch sub. And, uh, hey, where are my 12? I need all oh my, my inches. I love it's the pettiness of this lawsuit. I love everything about it. it. Yes. I need all the sub that I can yeah. get. I hope Subway settled it with just inches of sub. You know, like <laughs> I from you get an inch of sub the, a day. The, the judge is like, yeah, I I rule in favor of the plaintiff. You get three feet of sub, <laughs> like you know, in individual inches. <laughs> Restitution is three, yeah, three feet of party sub. Sliders is what you're saying. Yeah. You get sliders. <laughs> you get a platter right. of sliders. What do you have, Derek? Um. So, I first of all look. I remember. There was a time in my life where I said, you know what? I'm going vegetarian. Mm. Time in my life where I was like, you know what? My sister went vegan. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try that out. And I probably lasted uh, six hours. But my sister loves, she's 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 a cool vegan, but she's not like the, the CrossFit vegan where it's like everybody has to know she's a vegan. But... You know, she'll give me a little side eye, make little comments about yeah. this and that and this and that. Well, here's a study just came out and a study with uh, some scientists in Ohio, Ohio State. They found that meat alternatives are more unhealthy for you than regular meat, which shocker, duh. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's not actual meat. So, and it's processed and all of that. So look, for all y'all vegans and vegetarians that's eat your little sat- satan and whatever, you eat your little impossible burger, you eat your little Beyond Meat burger, I'm just letting you know, I'm making the more healthier choice, <laughs> not you. You know what I'm saying? And I just Real saw some people 3D print meat so good luck with that oh wow that's why i eat nothing yes. but that's subway meatballs <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it reminds me, Derek, of my favorite joke that works for either CrossFit or vegan. So you can just sub it out. How do you know that someone's a vegan? Or you could say, how do you know someone does CrossFit? They'll tell you. Don't worry. They'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Sorry. I, I didn't, hey, I didn't know that punchline, man. I'm sorry. I just, Don't worry. I, They'll tell I didn't, you. They'll tell I didn't you. Know that. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Side I do have note. to say, like, I like the science behind this, Derek, and I believe it to be true for a lot of, like, quote unquote, fake meat. Now, if you're making uh-huh. your own, like, black bean burger at home, you can, like, make sure exactly. that it's healthy and stuff, right? Um, I was vegetarian for years, and I actually enjoy a veggie burger. So, the bad thing is, I guess I'm not getting the good nutrients, but if I were to go to a burger place, sometimes I'll pick a veggie burger over real meat, and I guess I'm so eating worse. that's not a meat alternative, though. Veggie oh, yeah, that's a veggie burger. A You're right. right. Yeah, that's a veggie burger, right? So this would meat be something that's saying, like Impossible burgers. I the, do like um, the Impossible burgers. Yeah, the Beyond burgers, uh-huh. all those joints. Like, yeah, those are bad. Those are those are not good for you, which, I mean, you, you're making- It makes sense. It makes sense because you're making something that's not meat taste like meat. 
Mm. There, there, there has to be something along that process that is messing up the 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 health of the food, the healthiness I, of the food. There, there was a se- there was a season where I was dating somebody who went through cancer and went super holistic during the recovery uh-huh. of that, and went vegan. Lear- watched all the documentaries, read all the books, and and I I participated as well. And the key that I learned was the processed food thing. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. if a, look at the label, <laughs> I mean, if it's clean, natural, real food eat it and if it's got like 83 ingredients i don't care if it says it's vegan do not yeah. eat that stuff do you know and, and that's the thing is the processing so yeah, yeah. man that does it's not shocking at all yeah but crazy all right that'll do it for slices stay tuned up next amanda cook joins us baby don't go Listening to Oliver Malcolm, the song is "Baby Don't Go." Like if the baby was like heading toward a hole or something, you would want to yell that, "Baby, don't go." Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly. Uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Our guest today is Amanda Cook. She's a worship artist who's worked with Bethel Music in Maverick City and has begun to venture out on her own. She recently released her new album, State of the Union, which dives into the mental and spiritual health journey she's been navigating for the last few years. Amanda sat down with our very own downtown Emily Brown to open up about her struggles with mental health, how the church can partner alongside others who are struggling, and what worship means to her personally. Here is our conversation with Amanda Cook. What is kind of the message behind the album? This particular project felt like an exploration of um, the relationships that we all have within ourselves. So the relationship that we have with the divine, the relationship that I have with myself, some relationships had dissolved or ended or versions of them had had come to an end. Um, so there's a, you know, there's a letting go. There's a feeling of loss. There's a feeling of 
death and resurrection in it, like in the innate sort of nature of it, I guess. I This isn't an album about having figured something out. It's more of an exploration, which is how I approach writing anyways. I write mostly for my own clarity and sanity. And then if it helps someone, if it feels like, oh, this has medicinal properties or agent, like it's helping me. It's giving me articulation for something I didn't have articulation for before this. Um, that's when I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I could share this. Maybe I'll share this with the world, you know? So this one kind of, it came, it started writing itself, I guess, in 2020 when, you know, all of us were scrambling for sanity and for some sort of form of coping. And I found myself returning to the instrument that I started with when I was little, which is the piano. And then right now I feel like I've been very aware of my panic and peace. <laughs> I feel like it's a razor thin edge between the two and the contrast is so great. And that instrument always offered me something just, it, it's so mystical to say, but I feel like I have a hard time articulating it, but music always felt like medicine to me and it felt like memory to me. So when I would sit down at the piano, it's almost like the piano knew what it knew what I needed and knew what I needed to say. And I would just play like a little emo kid until mm -hmm. I found it um, without lyrics, without language, except just like the sound and the resonance and the frequency of the instrument. So I started returning to that. Heavenly, your presence. Do you ever get nervous or do you get excited like just sharing these very like honest parts about your journey and like having like being vulnerable in this way or is that yeah, something Yeah, I get that... nervous. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I can good. feel that one in my throat. <laughs> um, yeah, I get nervous for sure. I'm a collector. And I'd say part of my challenge is that I tend to collect to keep. Um, mm -hmm. And so it requires a certain kind of everyone's courage looks different and it's all about the cost, right? Like it's all about what it costs us inwardly. We look at all the big things and we're like, that's bravery. But there's a lot of quiet, courageous people mm -hmm. who are embracing the cost of their own bravery. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. for me, part of that looks like actually sharing anything. <laughs> I think yeah. with the world, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if any artists that, I mean, there, there are probably some who, you know, have a, a Kanye level of confidence, which would be incredible. But yeah, it's a bit of a challenge, I'd say. By the time I release something, I think I generally feel like I, I want to have served that piece of it. And then when I release it, I feel released from it. So mm. now it's everyone else's. Now we all get to share and hopefully it, hopefully it, you know, serves some people and helps some people and gives language to people mm -hmm. the way other artists have given language to me, you know, it's all kind of part of the alchemy of the thing. But I, mm -hmm. I always have like waves of terror and, you know, right before, especially just mm -hmm. think maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. Like I, I had a real midlife crisis.
you know, I'd really love to know, like, what what does worship like look or mean to you or look like to you? Like, what does what does that look like practically? Because I think we say like, you know, we worship God, but it's like, what does that mean? Like, that's such a big word, but like, what does that actually look like? I think for me at this point, I think I need to just start from the point that I'm at, because otherwise, it's just it's too it's too out there. It's too esoteric. Um. <laughs> Christ is my compass. And I often forget that. Like I forget that every morning I go to bed at night, I can have the best day, go to bed at night. In the morning I wake up, it's a blank slate. And it's like, who am I? Where are we? Um, What, you know, what's the meaning of life? And I, I return to these things regularly, but um, the kindness of Jesus is my compass. So worship to me looks like, um, entering into the conversation with him and going for a walk with, with Christ. So Christ, you know, in, in the interior castle, in the foreword alone that nearby star writes, it's so stunning. Just talking about, um, the communion of, of everything of basically Christ while I'm washing the dishes, Christ while I'm cleaning my floors, Mm. Christ while I'm going for a walk, Christ while I'm sitting with friends, Christ while I'm at the movies, Christ while I'm, you know, in my depression, in my anxiety, Christ, he's, he's with me everywhere. And so worship to me is the response to that kind of presence, the presence of kindness that doesn't leave, has never left, never will, that won't, untether itself from us he's too he's too wild about us he loves us so much and so to me worship is it sounds so simple but i think it is getting more and more simple the older i get it's the natural response to beauty to being loved like that um and all of us have experienced being having measures of love measures of loss being left or leaving we've experienced all these like you know, the, the frayed edges of ourselves, the frayed edges of others. Um, so it can be really hard to trust in a love like that, a love that actually would stay, would stay mm-hmm. through the night, would stay through death and life, would stay through all of it. And every time I make contact with that, that truer truth, the, 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 the God truth that, you know, the promise of Jesus is good news for all people, for everybody, everyone's included. So yeah, worship has become more and more the, the response to that, to that presence, that kind of, that still shimmering presence that is with me when I forget, with me when I remember, with me when I'm angry, with me when I'm enraged, with me when I'm still, with me when I'm manic, you know, all of it. Worship is just, it's love on fire. Something is healing I'm beginning to believe I'm what you think of me All this changes everything It's like dreaming for the first time Suddenly the mountains don't seem too high I see my future in your eyes What a miracle That was Amanda Cook. Make sure to check out her new album, State of the Union. It just came out. All right, stay tuned up next. It's the game. When I hear that you won't see me, don't, don't you want me? You know I don't believe you when you say that you don't need me. My 
Listening to Boy Pablo and Celine Autumn. The song is Don't You Want Me. You might have heard the original. All right. It is time for. Who asked for this? It is a game that our very own Tyler Huckabee wrote from Paris. I am now Yay. opening it for the very first time. Jamie, did you miss Tyler's games? Yes, I miss them a lot. I wish he would have just made games for the Ivy family while we were in Italy. We could have just played games all day long. He should have. I know. There you go. All right. Summer movie mayhem is upon us again. And with it, an avalanche of sequels from Minions to Top Gun to Doctor Strange to Thor. The multiplex is full of multi-part sagas to reacquaint audiences with old friends, new adventures and franchise frenzy. Everyone knows Hollywood loves a good sequel, but sometimes number two is too much. Good pun there, Tyler. Uh, Not every movie can recapture the magic, and in some cases, the sequel ends up so disastrously bad that everyone forgets it even existed. Well, almost everyone. You will be read the title and synopsis to three different sequels to beloved movies. Two of them are fake. One of them is real. Be warned, many of these sequels ended up as made-for-TV specials with very few, if any, members of the original cast involved. If you haven't heard of them, that's often because film studios would rather you not know it existed. If you correctly <laughs> guess which is the actual sequel, you'll get a point. If you win, you'll be crowned king or queen of the film nerd community. If you lose, your favorite movie will get a terrible sequel. All right, Jesse, you're up first. All right, your three options. The Mask 2, Son of the Mask, a baby finds Jim Carrey's famous mask from the first movie, A Baby. Number two, Braveheart 2, Freedom. Robert the Bruce carries on William Wallace's fight to free Scotland for British rule. Or is it number three, Clueless, Clued In. In college, Cher Horowitz deals with another love triangle and another shot of proving she's more than just a pretty face. Which is the real one? Though I see them all, and they all seem somewhat plausible. I unfortunately know that Jamie Kennedy... Uh, did star in a mass sequel that was uh, uh, not not as well beloved as the Jim Carrey version. Of the Mask Two, Son of the Mask, is yeah. the correct answer. That was right. an awful movie. You saw it? Yes, I did. <laughs> and Jamie Kennedy, I'll say this: Jamie Kennedy had a lot of juice at that time. Like he was doing he the, the the prank show, and it was re- yeah, remember yeah. when he if you got X, you know, like uh-huh. the uh-huh. Jamie Kennedy experiment, and it was like, all right, how am I going to leverage this? I got one shot. I'm going to take the mantle from Jim Carrey, and he be the next know, Jim Carrey. Yeah, he shot his shot, and who even knows that what Jamie Kennedy is doing now? Yeah, <laughs> that, was that was a like, brick. That was in the blockbuster video era where like you we'd go on a Friday night, pick out the movie, and it's like, Oh, the mask too. Oh, we should check that out. That mm-hmm. looks funny. Yeah. You I know? remember the mask? Yeah. 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 All right. Here we go. Jamie, yeah. Jamie, you're up. Two fake, one real. Back to the future four. Doc Brown's twin sons discover their dad's old DeLorean and go on a time hopping adventure to make sure their parents fall in love. Or S. Darko, Donnie Darko's little sister, comes across the same strange supernatural forces her older brother did. Or Friday 4, last Friday, Craig Jones and Smokey uh, reunite for one last job. Okay, so I don't even know what the second movie is. Darko or whatever. The first one... 
Okay. S period Darko. S okay, period. I don't even know that. Uh, Back to the Future, I feel like that was a franchise that would have continued on and people would have known it. Friday the 4th? I only Fr- thought there were two. Friday 4, last yeah. Friday, because it's the yeah. last. Smoky, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think Friday 4 just made it straight onto TV. S. Darko. The Donnie Darko yeah, sequel. That is. I don't even know either. Well, there you go. Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. was in the original. Oh, it was, wow. it was it was like the, the the dorm room movie of the moment back okay. in the day. It was fire though. It was yeah, it, it was, was weird. It was the weirdest movie I ever seen. Have y'all seen, seen in my the life. sequel? But I no. I don't no? want to okay. see the sequel. <laughs> yeah. All right, Derek, you're up. Here we go. Angels in the ice box. A down on their luck hockey team gets a supernatural winning streak when the when a second string goalie starts praying for victory. Angels in the icebox. Uh, Legally Blonde Three, United Taste. Elwood's daughter must prove her worth in a bid for class president. Uh, or Ace Ventura Junior, pet detective. The son of the late famous pet detective must prove his innocence in a string of zoo robberies. Legally Blonde. Ace Ventura Junior is the real one. Ironically, also starring Jamie Kennedy. Hey, no, wow. They did an Ace Ventura Jr., bro. They did, man. I need the receipts. <laughs> I can't <believe laughs> Notice two of, two of these are Jim Carrey <laughs> I'm movies. we like, right hey, now. Hold two on. Of these, yeah, two of these are Jim Carrey movies who are like, let's just try it with someone else. And, <laughs> it's yeah, because Jim work. Carrey was such a massive, oh, yeah. massive character. It makes sense, though. Yo, this is a So in a situation thing. like that, would they have taken it to Jim Carrey first and he'd have been like, nah, I'm out? No, no. they didn't. No, no, they went. They did okay. money grabbed by the studio. It's yeah. for a kid. Pepe Tech Jr., you know what I mean? No. Crazy. All right, Jesse, you're up. Return to Oz. Dorothy finds her way back to Oz, which has been almost entirely destroyed by its new authoritarian ruler. Goonies 2, Never Say Die. The gang reunites in their 20s to investigate mysterious saucers appearing over Astoria. Or Beetlejuice Jr., the son of the original Beetlejuice, is trapped on Earth and must cooperate with his new human family to return to the great beyond. What's the what was the, Say the first one again. Return to Oz. OZ. I'm going to say Return to Oz seems plausible that it could have happened like way back in the day and just kind of slid under the radar. There's a lot of Oz adjacent content back then. I'm going to go with that. That is a good guess. Correct. Return oh, to Oz wow. movie. I'll take there it. you go. Mm. All right, Jamie, you're up. Bridesmaids 2, for better or worse, an all-new group of gal pals find wedding plans going awry when the groom-to-be goes missing one week before the wedding. Uh, Isn't World that War- called uh, the one that we that he goes to Vegas and oh, lands yeah, the with hangover? the tiger? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Isn't that just the hangover? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. World War Z 2. Set 10 years after the first movie, a new family in the American Southwest finds a small contingent of zombies who have survived to wreak more havoc. Or 2010, The Year We Make Contact, a sequel to 2001 A Space Odyssey in which the robot from the first movie reappears during the Cold War. Okay, I think 2010 is too close to home. I think I would have known about a bridesmaid too because I like bridesmaids. So I'm going to go with whatever the second choice was. World War Z too. Yeah, that is incorrect. The real movie is 2010, the year what? we make contact, a sequel to 2001: A Space Odyssey. Okay, there you go. Yeah. All right, Derek, bring it home. Here's your three: Sleepless in Seattle two. Another lovelorn couple in the Pacific Northwest navigate a network of misconnections this time via an internet chat room. 
Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. <laughs> Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. After Cousin Eddie gets unceremoniously fired from his job, he and his family must endure the elements and each other when stranded on a tropical island or Sister Act 3, Sunday Best. This time, a pious Catholic nun is asked to help transform an old Baptist choir into a musical force to win the town talent show and save the church, which is the real movie. What was the first one? Sleepless, Sleepless in, in Seattle, Seattle 2. Have you seen Sleepless in Seattle 1, Derek? No. I, I wouldn't think you it's had. It's one of my favorite movies, man. Oh. God, no. Itty bitty money mom. You've got mail, <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. We're going with B. Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure is yes. correct. Oh, that is I would watch that. It, it, but here's the thing. I thought it was well established in Christmas Vacation that Cousin Eddie had been out of work for quite some time <laughs> and had no plans yes. on finding employment. So the plot of that film, you know, I have some yeah. questions about. Well, it it's maybe a year later and he got a job in that year and then he got fired from that job. It would know? make sense that if he got a job, he would be almost immediately fired. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. that whole series has about 10 movies in it. That we don't even know about. Like yeah. yeah, That's uh-huh. what I'm saying. So yeah. like, that's why I picked it. That's true. Yep. There you go. All right. Uh, I don't know. Would we end with a tie? Is it one? Uh, one I have one? zero. Jesse got two. Yeah. Jesse got them both. That's right. Yep. Yeah, Jesse got two. I did see Top Gun last night, you guys. Yeah. Oh, I loved that's it. Crazy. Loved it. That is how I you come back to America. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm assuming all incoming flights from other countries just play that on a loop. For, they don't even do. They don't even do like the seatbelt video. They're just like it's fire just, up Top Gun too. Yep, we got to get the like whole movie. It's like going to the danger end. zone. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's I July. You're flying to one. America. Hey, Derek. You don't oh. need to. Yeah. I took Cohen. He hadn't seen it, and I told him that guy died. That oh, guy Cameron. was his nemesis. You're good. It, it's no. like 12 seconds. You're fine. Yeah. You're caught up. Yesterday we watched the first one and then went to the second one because my son and husband had not seen the first one and I cried in both of them. Yeah. So yeah, it's one should. of the movies that you cry in? Well, no one else cried but me. No one in the whole theater. Just me. Oh, she, okay. she cried at the shirtless volleyball scene. <laughs> beach volleyball scene. <laughs> See, that's what I kind of feel like. There were, tears, I, there were tears of joy. She left that part out. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's like, this is like male Baywatch it's not. Like that's it's, what it looks like. That's what it looks like to me. The it's guys like, like dancing, uh-huh. you know, yeah. pretty much, like, pretty it's much like it. Baywatch, Baywatch for women. No, <laughs> like, no so. one's complaining. This is America. Girl. This is America. You know, we celebrate all type Baywatch for both genders. <laughs> that is, it, They're celebrated like in our culture. Baywatch for Marjorie Taylor Green. Like that's what it feels oh like. Oh my it's gosh, like, it's just Marjorie like, Taylor Green. <laughs> like I feel like she's the target market. So I'm just. <laughs> I'm sorry, Top Gun Jamie, fans, but I've just never seen it. <laughs> Jamie Ivy crying tears of joy. Yeah, all the good-looking men fighting for America with strong cheekbones, and they're in the military. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, like... Tra- training. <laughs> just Tom Cruise does not look like he is sixty-something. Is like I don't know what he's doing over there in the Scientology you know, you know, world. Like, I, I, I read before the movie came out, I read like they were catching up with the original cast and some of the love interests, some of the f- women from the first movie, they were like, well, why aren't you in the new movie? And one of them, the lead, the lead romantic interest lady, I forget her name. She goes, because I look age appropriate now. You it's know? so like, true. Yeah. She looks like, like a regular 64 year old woman. Yeah. I didn't age like Tom Cruise and that's why I'm not going to be in the movie. So I don't you know. blame her. 
Yeah, she didn't want she didn't want that smoke. So there you go. All right. Well, that'll do it for who asked for this. There you go. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Amanda Cook for joining us today. Make sure to check out her new album, State of the Union. It's great. Just came out. Also, a uh, little internal stuff. Come on now. If you haven't seen our summer issue, it is stacked and it is out now. You can find it at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the magazine tab. It is presented for free. Thanks to World Vision. Um, go check it out for free. If you want our ad-free enhanced edition, which is print-like design and it's gorgeously formatted for tablets and desktops, join Relevant Plus. Relevant Plus subscribers get an enhanced ad-free magazine. They also get unlimited reading at the website and ad-free. They get this podcast released early ad-free and an exclusive subscriber podcast each week as well. Uh, plus more stuff in the pipeline. Uh, check it out. Relevant Plus, all the information's at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the Relevant Plus tab. You can find out all the plan options. They start as low as $250 a month. And uh, yeah, it's a good experience. It's a great way to experience our content. Also, uh, while you're at the website, make sure to check out our daily devotional series, Deeper Walk, which is presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email that you can get each weekday morning, or you can just check out the new post each weekday in our faith section on the website. It is a great way to start the day. First email I look at every morning. All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. We will see you next time. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. I had my own vacation to Italy in the form of a meatball sub. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.